getting waveforms now. Fuck's sake! Jesus. Waveforms. <laughs> yeah, cunts. It's some sort of uh, sequel to Little Shop of Horrors or something. Little podcast studio of fucking no waveforms. Is going about as well as it is for the Australian women cricketers. Well, I don't have anything intelligent to say about that because they, <laughs> we've, got, we've got the game on. They're just, bolt, they're just it, lo- it looks like a bit of a. It looks like they, 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 it looks they like they've, they've, they've million catches. Though. It looks like they just they just hacked a slab out of the M1 and just trucked it across from across to Carrara and, and dropped it in. So Queensland Test cricket then. Mm. Yeah, mm. and the weather hasn't packed up in uh, hasn't packed up there today. Obviously, I understand there's a decent sort of storm rolling in over Brisbane, so obviously you'll get about one millionth yeah. of a millimetre at your joint. Yeah, which, which, which song, which song, uh, which album would you like to go for first, just so we can um, before the power goes out like it did last night? <laughs> you can just run the generator, can't you? Get one of the kids to pedal. I. Yeah, what, I probably could. That's what they're for. That, that'd, be, that'd, be, that'd give you a different a different waveform to get out of the background. <laughs> <laughs> just the, just the You're not supposed to put spoky dokies on your fucking pedal ger- generator. <laughs> spoky dokies. Now there's something there's I have some, sh- There's some fucking time. 80s ass shit. Mm. Do not see that on the, in the Tour de France. <laughs> no, but I would, man, I would respect the hell out of someone if they want to do a speaking. I'm surprised someone like, you know, Team Sky, Enios haven't tried to figure out if there's some kind of aero advantage or some sort of momentum yeah. advantage, some sort of motor doping to be created by putting spoky dokies on. Oh, uh, dear. Where shall we start with the tunes this week? I reckon we start with, uh, <laughs> we'll start with your original title for this session. Which was, uh, we'll always have last week. Which uh, last I'm, week. I'm gonna take to believe that uh, your main aim of this week, which was to find out what the point of rudimental was, um, you might not have had a lot of success with that. Look, theoretically, right in a vacuum, I should like this music. It's got why? Because a vacuum sucks. It's it sort of got. You know, it's got some airy beats and like, but it's just shit. It's, it's made of the same stuff as the music you like. But. I know, that's right, right. Like, and again, so is Carly Rae Jepsen and and all kinds of things that you don't, don't particularly that keen on. Actually, that's probably unfair, okay, unfair then, to Arlie, Carly Rae Jepsen. When, like, so when CDJs started becoming a thing and we got a cheap one for the bar. You used to do these really cheap sound effects, you know, like a flange and and fades and echoes and stuff, and you could do little loops and stuff on it. Like, it, this was a really, really cheap piece of kit. And we basically just got it so that you could queue up CDs if you needed to because, you know, back then for mixing vinyl was still king. But it had this, these four cheap effects, and when I hear one of those cheap effects, like through every second one of the songs... I sort of lose some of the respect for the artist. Unless that's what the intention was. I mean, th- this is I, this is some yeah, maybe plastic he has the, fucking the same beats. CDJ. It is plastic fucking beats. There's auto tune. 
There's these emphysemic oh, little rap the- breaks, and the hooks are fucking straight out of Sesame Street songwriting school. It's just so fucking nothing. There's nothing to it. I, don't, I just I kept coming back to this idea of, of your mate, your mate, um, who loves these guys. It's like, wh- why? What's what's there to love? And I feel like you're still asking yourself that question this week. See, like Rufus DeSoul, right, push some of the same buttons. But every Literally. now and again, they, they have the same buttons. But every now and again, they can nail, like they can get all their shit in a, in a, all their ducks in a row and they nail a pop song. But this is just, like, it even, it's got Maverick Sabre on it. Like, it's one of my favourite rappers. And it's just, it's not good. It's not good in any way, shape or form. And it goes for 57 minutes. It, it, it goes across two imaginary discs. I mean, I don't know why that. what the conceit is here where you pretend to have two CDs on your completely digital, never made into a physical form Spotify fucking download that you have it in. This is a concept double album of some description. Why? What? 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 Maybe why? Maybe he was just a big Smashing Pumpkins fan as a kid. I don't know. Melancholy and infinite fucking mediocrity. <laughs> it's just so generic. It's so fucking. It's generic R and B made by an AI kind of pop dance. But but even the vocal, like some of the vocals are just processed to the fuck. There's a, and there's a not lot of fucking du- yeah tune auto tune. But the, but they're not Daft Punk over processed. Like we, you know we are trying to make it sound like a robot or we are trying for a particular sound. It's just like. This sounds like someone singing, but you've just processed the fuck out because of it. Because you think they're because a terrible singer. I guess so. I, I, that was the that was what I sort of came to. But anyway, did not enjoy. Do not do not go through this experiment again, Bezo. Next time a rudimental album comes up, stay away. That just it wasn't that it was. I mean, it was bad because it wasn't any good. But it wasn't that it was bad. It just wasn't any good. Had some deep hashtag analysis, but yet, yet it wasn't it wasn't egregiously awful, but it was just so devoid of ideas and 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 value and anything interesting that it, it became sort of malevolently obnoxious. Yeah. At least we had uh, last week. Anyway, at least we had last week. This is the karma for last week. This is like you have one really good week where you enjoy everything you listen to and you go back again and again, and then this week was a real fucking drag because. Let's go to the next album, Chubby and Let's the Gang. Let's have a look at my Chubby. I enjoyed this album when I listened to one song at a time. Yes. When I had to listen to two songs, I got into an absolute towering rage. What the fuck are you doing to my ears? Yeah. Can you then please stop shouting at me? But, well, he, the thing is, apparently, so the story between these guys is they're actually hardcore, uh, you know, as in the punk genre, not as in porn actors. Um uh, and, and kind of guys from, sure? the, from the hardcore um, scene in, in West London who got together and to do fucking 50s, 60s style uh, pop songs. But it's it's ugly, stupid, thrashing and wailing and, and it's ragged ass and all over the place and shouting. And it's not, it's on the fringes of listenable. Um, but it's still 9,000% more interesting and fun than fucking rudimentals. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, like I, the, you know, I, I dug back into this a couple of times. Yeah, but it's it's so dumb. Uh, it is. It's, it's, it's set up it's, like like a set. It's just like too much. The first the first track is is kind of the you know 
you know, the band introduction, uh, you know, welcome, welcome to our show kind of thing. Um, yeah, and there's, there's a, it's, it's not, you know, it, it, this, this week is a perfect example of that. Is it better to be um, obnoxious but trying something, or is it better to be generic and safe? And I think, you know, it's better that Chubby and the Gang are definitely obnoxious and and trying trying some stuff, which is makes them more worthwhile than rudimental, but not worthwhile of further consideration later in the year. I I can't believe we got through that whole uh, rudimental album without using the false podcast catchphrase for albums like that. Imagine. But anyway, imagine that. Imagine milk toast. Um, not really much else to say about Chubby in the Gang, really. It was loud. There isn't. Like, it's, it's pretty simple. I'll, I'll the vocal is just... I reckon with a different vocal, it, it could have been um, it could have been more bearable over long distances. I think the re- probably the problem was that they, they, that that was a really difficult fucking vocal to make to make peace with over over the distance of the episode of the, of the episode of the album. Uh, they tried a slower song and. It didn't work. It was that kind of 50s doo-wop, you know, I love you, baby kind of shit, which um, I've never enjoyed. It fitted fitted in the genre that they were aiming for, but, you know, the the slower stuff did not work at all. But they were at their best when they were just kind of bashing through, basically just doing, you know, early rock and roll songs like like they're a punk band. And if you only listen to a few of the tracks and then go and do something else and then listen to a few more of the tracks and then go and do something else. Uh, the, t- the title track, um, The Mutt's Nuts, which is the first song on the album, that's probably one of the best ones. Coming Up Tough's a pretty good track, but yeah. Uh, p- pick your spots with that one, and you'll have a reasonably good time compared to uh, the incredibly frustrating time you'll have with, with our other album of the week. Yeah. So, I can see why um, why this is held up as an absolute classic. Low in theory. Yeah. Is low in theory uh, a description of the mix, the mixing approach? Because it, it does feel it does feel muddy by by modern yes. standards. It does feel like way down in the sludge. Mm. And I think I think up front the- we have to I think we have to address the the uh, elephant in the room is that we probably have to agree to la 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 through all of the really badly aged bits. Because there are a lot yeah. of really badly yeah. aged bits in this. In fact, pretty much any time either Fife or Q-Tip opens his fucking mouth, there's some stuff here that makes you go, oh, oh no, bro. No, mate. We can't be doing that. We can't be saying that anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, infamous date rape. Mm. The whole I thing know, like, is just... No. If, yeah. Uh, anyway... Back to the, back to the actual like, like the, the, the two things I took out of this. One is the the, the jazziness of the beats that they're they're sort of yeah. cutting up and and putting in yeah. is like a real sort of uh, again another one of those insights into early Australian hip hop. Like you can really, you, you, I can feel the influence. Like you know this is this is classic sort of Resin Dogs. Um, uh, type beat putting together like early early Resin Dogs sounded a lot like this. And it's interesting that Ed, one of the songs they sort of say that, that they reference New Jack Swing as something that they would never be they would never make beats like. Um, and it's a reminder that, that New Jack Swing was the big thing at that that period that kind of Bobby Brown style 
Um, yep. Uh, Bell Loop DeVoe yeah, gets mentioned a few times. Yeah, and it's kind, of, it's kind of, this is not what, this is not what people were doing uh, at the time. I mean, no. I mean the people had been, I mean, do you think of Public Enemy and NWA and bands like that, the much more aggressive uh, beat structure and, but even, you know, other New York acts, trying to think of, of other New York acts of that, of that period. It was, it was much harsher. It wasn't, they weren't playing with, with jazz quite, quite anywhere near as much. And then the other thing was the flow. These guys have flow. Like, um, not always. Like, the, there's some that feel a bit plodding, but, oh, like, I, I could really feel the flow in this. Like, this is not sort of... While the beats were sort of muddy and dirty and down and, and sort of really, you know, sort of booming in that lower end, there, there was some real flow in this, you know, when they got going. Um, yeah, I just... I find it interesting in in when you go and look at the Kendrick Lamars and the like. There's no real modern American hip hop that sounds too much like this. I don't. Well, think. it's because your mumble raps have taken over, Bezo. Yeah. The old heads don't like the mumble raps. Um, yeah. I was going to say that this. it doesn't it doesn't feel as revolutionary as I was kind of expecting it to. But then again, I suppose maybe it was never going to be that revolutionary. You know, it was always going to be a. a uh, evolutionary, just because they were obviously re- reappropriating older riffs and older, older fucking um, loops and jazz bits and all that sort of shit. Yeah, I guess what they, yeah, I guess because they were um, diving into a different crate of records, I guess for their beats is is really where they they went. And like Jazzmatazz and Guru and those guys were also in playing in this sort of space, I think. Um, uh, that th- there's definitely like a little branch of hip hop that went right down this jazzy um, side note, rather than soul and funk and and uh, you know even the more upbeat sort of West Coast stuff. I'm trying to think of that band that it was more of an instrumental band, but they often had um, rappers involved. They did. Um, is it US Three? Oh yeah, yeah, they did yeah. like cantaloupe yep. and stuff like that. Yeah, that were like a, a like a boppier version of this. Yeah, that, yeah. They, were, they were more of a more of a jazz electronica outfit, but it got hip, hip, you know hip hop people in. But yep. it was you know, the effect was pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoyed this. Out of the three, this was my most enjoyable listening experience. So, uh, which probably tells you about the week. It tells you that you can't. Uh, no, and I don't think there's anything particularly like I like a lot of the beats on the low end theory, but uh, the, the content I think sort of rules it it's out. Interesting. Of, um, I was going to say it's interesting because we were talking last week and we kind of alluded to it, but there are a hell of a lot of albums that literally dropped on the same day. You know, Nevermind yeah. and um, uh, was it Blood Sugar Sex Magic? It was um, there was a Screaming Delicate came out um, out on that day. There was a Pixies album that's quite well thought of that came out. I, I don't feel like any of them have aged as badly lyrically. I mean, Blood Sugar Sex Magic's aged pretty badly lyrically, I would say. Um, <laughs> what? So Psycho Sex yeah! doesn't do it for you anymore? Although it's, it's just, it's just kind of gross. Um, and, and it, it's very upfront yeah, gross. And, and like, I, think it was, I think it was supposed to be gross in period, yes, wasn't it? Yes, and, and it was like the both parties were enthusiastically consenting, which I think is important for the context of some of the, some mm. of the stuff on... Um, some of the stuff on, on low end theory. Um, but yeah, it's, it is interesting to sort of think about sort of how, how all that stuff has, has aged. Um, 
But then again, that's a that's a very fucking white male attitude, I suppose. It's weird how we think the thing the thing that we're closest to is the thing that's aged the best. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm not putting any of this on the on the boys' playlist. What have you what have you got that is uh new? What should we do that is new? Um let's let's have a shot in the dark. Um band called Calva Louise. Um I don't know much about them, just found saw something on the uh on the 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 magic fucking playlists this week. Um just interesting. They sounded a little bit like a a younger, more interesting uh, muse. So, you know, a little bit less bombastic, a little bit more interesting. So, at least in the track that I listen to. Well, I am at a bit of a... I'm sort of torn between something which is a bit uh, naff, I guess. Um, and... Look, let's let's go. I'll, let's listen to the new churches album because I, I hear a lot of people like churches. I hear a lot of people that like this band. So, well, didn't we listen to them and we didn't? Uh, okay. Well, my that, no, 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 no. I'm not talking you out of something. I'm just saying that that um, we have we have played this game before. Like I, I literally went through all my like potentials and had a bit of a listen to this afternoon and went, oh, I'm not picking that. No, <laughs> that's not that's not what I thought it was. Um, oh, I'm not, not even going to do that. Uh, the other one was the Amel and the Sniffers new album because we liked that. Did we like that album? Their first one. I think we liked bits of it. Bits of it, I, yeah. I think I, I I like the at their best they're fucking tremendous, but at their worst it's it's really difficult to deal with Amy um, Amy Amy Taylor is that her name? Um, mm. Her vocal it's just a bit too fucking. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, well, but, but, let's not go that after this week after, after being shouted at for yeah. 30, 30 minutes or whatever it was it is um yeah it's 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 it's, it's yeah um, um words good long week tired <laughs> it is it's a bit that way isn't it it's funny how when you've had a rough week, the, the music can lift you up. Or if you've had a rough week, the music can just go, oh, my fucking God. Well, if you've, if you've had a rough week and the music being kind of meh is part of the rough week, yeah. it's kind of, yeah. all right, we'll have another yeah. crack. We'll see if we can get it right this time. Yeah, now let's go with churches. I'll, I'll give it a try. Go for church, 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 church. Do I have to spell um, that with a V? I do. There we are. CHV, Well, do you have a... Do you have a Joker? Do you want to take the, the Amal album as the as the Joker? Uh, yeah, we could do that. Or the other one that was that was interesting was the Little Nas album, just because he's absolutely fucking up. Look, the, the do you think we are going to enjoy that, or if we're just going to end up <laughs> screaming at the children saying your fucking music is <laughs> cock? Because we can do that the- without actually <laughs> listening to the fucking album. I'm more than happy to do that episode. In fact, we can do it right now. <laughs> All right, Amel and the Sniffers, it is. <laughs> that was the reaction I was hoping yeah, for. Yeah, look, we'll, to be honest, maybe, maybe we'll give it a, give it a burn on the on the side, and we can have that discussion yeah. later. But Jesus Christ, yeah, look, I, I don't think we're ever going to get another Skepta. Realization well, where we joke I about an album for months and then and then actually enjoy. Yeah, it. I don't think it's going to be Lil Nas X. I think we kind of know what what his go is. 
Mm. He's kind of, is it fair to say novelty hip hop? Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's kind of post ironic, I think. It's, it's sort of post, it's post ironic cheese. It's sort of cheese for cheese's sake. It's, because there was a period like the generations where, you know, there was stuff the Gen X sort of looked back on certain music makers and said, fuck, that's naff. Why the fuck would you do it? And then there was kind of an ironic adoption of a kind of that sort of stuff. Um, and, and now that now it's completely post ironic and people are just back to liking it, you know, liking ridiculous 70s tween us and Billy Ray Cyrus and Do- mm. Dolly Parton and stuff like that. He, he really. It really irritates uh, some serious, in inverted commas, um, hip-hop people in the States, though. Like, they really don't like what he does, which is like, oh, okay, that's quite funny. Um, t- speaking of uh, interesting things, there was a collaboration this week, and I doubt it was for a whole album, unfortunately, because we do like it when these guys sort of... Uh, cross jump genres but the next men did a song with uh charlie tuna from jurassic five which was quite interesting wasn't wasn't he on um he was on the on the dub club next men album i'm sure he was mm. yeah he was he, he was he on a couple to, of tracks on that and and he's been on a form might have been on a format song as well like he he seems to really get around the uk a bit or, or has a lot of um you know connections in the UK that that he enjoys. I guess. Well, certainly in terms of the the dub mm. dub space. Yep. Uh, anyway, that's all I've got. That was not a fun week in music, Doc. Oh, Track amazing. eleven on the album, the oh. Sniffers album, is called "Don't Need a Cunt." Parentheses like you to love me. Close parentheses. Hey, the uh, the Marvel Universe has discovered Little Sims. She's doing a re- someone's done a, uh, a Venom remix for the new. Venom well, I was looking movie. at that new Venom because there's a couple of tracks that have popped up um, uh, on my uh, release radar. There's a new um, Zarface have done a new track. Oh, okay, um, it it sounds a bit more Run the Jewels than Zarface to be honest, but um, yep. it, in terms of style, because but it's clearly made for a superhero movie, and you'd like to think, well, you know, if we're a fucking hip-hop act that's based around the idea of, of hanging shit on superheroes that we would get a gig for the uh, the Venom sequel. Yeah, see, it was it was interesting. I can't remember what the podcast was this week, but someone was talking about, um, you know, the 90s being the golden age of of movie soundtracks that sort of employed artists to do specialty things. You mean like, like and- the episode that we literally did on, on exactly that topic years ago? Yeah. And, and like that, that you know, they mentioned all the same ones we did, and, and particularly the Judgment Night soundtrack, you know. Um, but I like Marvel's got more money, you know, Disney's got more money than God. Why aren't they fucking hitting up some of these artists to do whole soundtracks? I guess because they want to score it rather than soundtrack. Because well, I did a quick search for the um. Like Venom soundtrack, and there is an orchestral score version, and there is going to be at least either a CD, or like an album a CD, <laughs> fucking nineties <90s laughs> ass. Listen to you, uh, it's going to be a gramophone <laughs> recording. Um, there's going to be an, there's going to be a, a fucking Spotify playlist of the of the soundtrack, and there's going and there's yeah. a score. The score is uh, one nil to anybody who's not me. <laughs> um. Yeah, look, at, 
sometimes that works really, really well. Like the, the Spider-Man soundtrack is fucking awesome. And that I'm talking about the, the, um, the graphic novel one, the, uh, into the Spider-Verse. And then the score is fucking awesome as well. I thought you were caping for Spider-Man three with that fucking wolf mothers, um, pleased to meet you on the, on the thing. All right. I just looking at the release radar. There is some interesting stuff coming through some guru (laughs) lime cordial and idris elba okay all right did oh did you hear the cat empire are breaking up yes the empire has fallen Mm. and being that's one of those olympus has fallen movies i believe it's going gerard butler (laughs) taking the cat empire down it's like enough with this bullshit (laughs) fucking trumpet spanish bullshit go fuck yourself i have issues all but two of the um Members have basically gone, yeah, dude, we got families and shit, yeah. we, we can't be touring anymore. And one of them's like, yeah, but I want to keep going. There's nowhere to tour to. Yeah, that's true. That's it's true. a really good opportunity for an old band just to go, fuck this. Let's go and do something else. Yeah, pretty much. Speaking of which, maybe we should go and do something else. Let's do that. Uh, trimming balls, whatever the episode number this was, 282, maybe. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. See you, Doc. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Ayo, Bo knows this. What? And Bo knows that. What? But Bo don't know Jack. Cause Bo can't rap. Well, what do you know? The dead dog is first up to back. No batteries included and no strings attached. No holes barred. No time for move faking. Got to get to loot so I can bring home the bacon. Brothers front. They say the drop can't flow. But we've been known to do the impossible like Broadway Joe. So... Sleep if you want, like who will help you get your Z's true. But here's the real scoop. I'm all that and then some. Short duck and have some bust a nut inside your eye to show you where I come from. I'm vexed, fuming. I've had it up to here. My days of pain dues are over. Acknowledge me is in there. I've listened to all. I was thinking, should we do a should we do a sport one this week? And like I've listened to. Like all the uh, media day. How many takes can you yeah. have on Kyrie Irving being a fucking moron? <gasps> No, we we would. I was already a bit down this week. I did not need to talk about Kyrie and um, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Um, I, th- I do. I do think the Warriors missed a trick, though. They should have fucked him off and and got. Yeah, well, they should. They certainly. They certainly should have um, sold high on on Wiggins. But the problem is that yeah. Daryl Morey is still still expecting absolute fucking ransom. It- yeah, not after today though. After Embiid just went, I've had enough of this shit. I think we've all had enough of this <laughs> shit. shit. Well, the thing is that they tried the, the. Everyone was trying to do the. Like, look, Ben, can you just yeah, play along with this bullshit? Yeah. Because we have to all play. If we all play along with the bullshit, then the trade. You know, we get what we need out of the trade. Let's all pretend that we still like you, and you can come back. And he's like, Nah, nah, go fuck yourselves. I'm, I'm not. I don't care whether yeah. you get anything for me. And uh, he's like, You guys tried to trade me last yeah. year. I played nice for a season. I was literally shopping for fucking real like estate in, on, on websites in fucking Houston. In Houston. It was like, of course, I mean, people, it's just, just so, but it was just the, the whole pathetic, transparent, you know, going on TV shows and pretending you give a fuck. You know, like, oh, Ben, Ben's part of our future. We miss him. He's so lovely. And it's like, nah, fuck and off, then, you two-faced And then bricks. Doc going, oh, yeah, I, I had plans to play him like Giannis this year. I was like, yeah, come on, Doc, Ben. Like, yeah. you, you drove that bus yeah. that they threw yeah. him under at the end of last season. Yeah, you might as well change your name to Sid Fogg. You've done so much. You've oh. driven the bus straight over the top of him. Nah, I, I, um, I do like I do appreciate how we basically just said, nah, nah, you're going to trade me and you're going to get fuck all for it because fuck you guys. 
Yeah. And and still and still have... the best the best option is probably Wiggins for, for Simmons because Wiggins can at least play in Philadelphia. Uh yeah. Um I don't They're know. all getting their shots. The, the, the Minnesota point guard, whose name just I cannot remember, which tells you pretty much. Ricky Rubio. <laughs> no, he's at Cleveland now. Give um, him five minutes. The guy that He'll was in Brooklyn. The guy that was in Brooklyn. What was his name? Oh, fuck. I'm blanking as well. He was a Lakers early round pick, and then he snitched on. Uh, did he snitch oh, on it's Swaggy? not D'Lo. I think he did. Yeah, yeah, D'Lo. I've forgotten about the D'Lo. But D'Lo can't, can't – it has to be there because he's um, Cat's bestie. They uh, need each other. Well, like, I don't think you should worry about keeping Cat happy. <laughs> he might be He might be putting his trade demands in pretty Kat's, soon. Cat might be the only sensible one because <laughs> he might he might actually physically go there and remove fucking uh, Wiggins' head from his shoulders if he has to himself. Man. Yeah, I, I, like, I like Curry's press conference where he was like, you know, Curry's such a nice, polite sort of guy, mm. and they're asking about Wiggins, and he's trying to be polite. Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, not it's not it's good. not ideal. It's not good. It's not ideal." <laughs> Which he might as well have said, "He needs to pack his bags because he's out of here." But the, but I, the I point, I mean, like the point's someone... been made though that Wiggins was a first round pick. Even when he got mm. traded, he's every at every step of his career, he's failed upwards. He's failed upwards into a into a max salary and a, and being on on you know one of the most legendary teams in, in the entire uh, competition. Uh, no, it's hard to explain to him. No, you're actually a fucking idiot, and you need to do something for everybody else here. Uh, well, and someone else put it like if he cared about his game as much as he does about this, then probably be going a lot better. Yeah. No, he's just he's just got a fucking YouTube brain. Just yeah. some, and and the point is that it's it's this it, is orders of magnitude. Um, yeah, well, Kyrie's the worst because yeah. he's the one like but, literally spreading disinformation in WhatsApp yeah. chats and stuff. With oh, players. Brad Bill too. But the, it seems to be that you know there's ninety percent vaccination, but the ten percent tends to looks like it's the ones at the top end, the ones who are ri- too rich to care and too yeah. too far away, you know, too divorced from reality to actually have anybody getting a fucking message through to them that, no, you fucking, you need to listen. Do, do you reckon Durant's sitting in a room and gone, fuck, they've changed the, they've changed the rules for Harden, which I don't actually think we'll care because Harden is a lot smarter player than a lot of people give him credit for and he will adapt. But, you know, they changed the rules to, to limit Harden. Corey might not play. Once again, I'm just going to have to carry this no, team that was supposed to make it easy. Durant, if me. Durant really is the shadow GM of that team, Durant, well, this is what Vince Goodwill um, reported yesterday, I think. He said, look, Kyrie's going to get vac- the vaccination because KD's going to say, get the fucking vaccination. Vaccination, yeah, that's right. Because there's no way that, that I mean, or I suppose on the other hand, um, if you really wanted to do the, the Kawhi landed. Uh, you know, load management routine. You know, if you're sitting, you have to mm. you have to stay home for every home game, plus all the games yeah. in New York. Um, that's it's one way to make sure that you you enter the finals. You're fresh for yeah. the finals. Particularly only being and able to play. Make sure you get make sure you get the fifth seed, so you play all your uh, you know, you play more finals games away. Than you that's home. true. Fine. <laughs> uh, dear. All right. I'll catch you next week, dude. Cheers, man. See ya.